Welcome to the Dream Home Movement. This is your weekly dose of Dream Home Inspiration, bringing you clever hacks and tips from the very best local experts with your hosts, Tara and Joe. Welcome everyone tonight and it's lovely to have you here with us. I'm Tara from Building Dreams, you probably know me by now, and I'm joined with my lovely co-host and on the panel today, Joe Violetta. Hello. <laughs> Joe from Violetta Finance and we do have another very special person here today um, and she is here to talk to us all about the um, the best of furniture and how to get it to work right in your home, your dream home. So we have the lovely Sarah Jane Curtis from Sea Glass Styling. So just a little bit more about Sarah Jane, if you haven't met her already, where have you been? Because she's all over our Morning to Mum Peninsula, sorry, our Morning to Mum's Building Dreams group. Sarah has her own styling and staging business called Sea Glass Styling. And it's she's always had a passion for styling for many years. And a small little opportunity came along for her to sort of venture out that way. And yeah, what started as a small opportunity has turned into a dream home and a business. I mean, not dream home, a, a dream job and a business. And so Sarah has a bit of a pretty a nice job traveling around the world, getting all the best of the best furniture and the best of her best pieces. And yeah, she's got a beautiful sort of eclectic sort of collection of beautiful things that she brings into homes that are being staged for selling and various other things and every piece that you have tells a story really doesn't it it does tell a story from the streets that i walk to picking the piece to um sometimes watching it get made and then you know bringing it back and putting it into someone's home and someone says you know where's that from and i can say well i can exactly tell you where it's from and how many miles i had to walk to pick that piece and (laughs) um and i try and get pieces that aren't here, yeah. so that are different and I can style with and I would put in my home. So well, that's the downfall yeah. of the styling industry, how so many people do use stylists now to sell homes. Yeah. It makes very good sense. You know, the the, it, it, the results speak for themselves. People do sell their houses for yeah. more when they are styled, generally speaking. But the downside of that is a lot of the stylists do use the same pieces. Cookie cutter. And it's hard to bring any emotion to a home when, you know, there's the same couch in every home. So your your styling's a little bit different, really. I'm trying to style homes that, as I say, I would live in. Yeah. Mm. And make it more homely and where you can just take your shoes off and walk in. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not taking it away from anyone else that's styling. Yes. I'm trying not to. Um, I'm trying to put my touch on it. That's yeah. all I'm trying to do. Yeah, your so, own little flair. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. it's it and it's yeah, they're really lovely things to look at. So we need some help because yeah. um, <laughs> we need to know what to do with our houses, yeah. <laughs> our own dream home. So give give us a hand. What are your favourite must-have pieces for a Mornington Peninsula home? Do you reckon? My favourite must-have. Okay, timber. Oh yes, I work timber. a lot with timber. Yep. Mm. Um, I have timber side tables, stools, benches. Um, it's just warm. It brings warmth into the home. You can add it with anything. Yeah. And yeah. So do you I, mix your timbers or I do you like my one? Tim- no, not, I try not to. Hmm. Um, I like raw timber. Mm. Um, which 
you know, a lot of people don't, mm. some do, but it can work in modern, it can work in any home. Mm. You can mix them, but yeah, I just, timber to me is just, yeah. I think that's the Mornington Peninsula yeah, signature coastal. style, isn't it? It is coastal. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 But that's my number one. Oh, that's a really good tip. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit more. How do you know what's going to look good in a space? Okay, so you want to know the functionality of the space? Yes. You want to know who's going to be living in that space to start off with? Yep. Or in my case, who am I marketing it to? Yep. Who are we staging it for? Mm. And what family? Are we doing family? Are we doing retirement? Mm. Are we doing um, young couple? Mm. So for me then I go in and say, okay, if we're doing young couple, we're just going to do a sitting area. Um, mm. you know, TV, pool table, pool table. When we pool had table. life. <laughs> on having the roomies. Um, if we're doing family, we do couches, we do soft furnish, you know, it's, it's easy living. Retirement, you know, bigger chairs, you know, oh. comfy and trying to make it so it's the, I don't want to say what mum wants. Yeah. Mum wants. <laughs> what my mum wants, you know? Um, so we're just, it's marketing to who you are trying to sell your house to. I've, one of my friends, I'll tell you this um, little story. One of my friends actually set up a camera, didn't tell anyone about it, at her home opens. I know. And <laughs> Joe's looking at me horrified and wondering, where is this story going? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what she noticed was that more than anything, people were really getting involved with the furniture. Like they were talking about how much they loved the furniture, mm. but there wasn't that big differentiation of, you know, I love the furniture, but I don't love the house. They were just, the, yeah. the emotion was with the furniture yeah. and the house came with it. Yeah. So it was almost, and, and that's the irony is, is the furniture doesn't come with the house, guys. I hate to break it to you. No, but when <laughs> no. you're looking at buying a home, well, I know for myself, yeah. I, I try to think rationally with yeah. the rational part of my brain, but I'm still very driven by emotion. Yeah. So I, I walk in and I want to feel what it would feel yeah. like to live there and yeah. I picture myself living there. So for that reason, I think the furniture plays a huge, huge role. Part. And the, the home that we're living in at the moment, funnily enough, one of the – slightly off topic, but one of the big selling points for that house yeah. was the real estate agent said to me, it's got central heating and – that means you can hang your clothes out overnight and they'll dry really quickly. Oh, actually, that's sell it to me too. Yeah, and I was, <laughs> and it was just saying that, and I could picture. He's like, I've thought, how does he know that I struggle with drying my clothes? <laughs> but it's about picturing yourself living there, and that, that's mm. why I think decks and pools add mm. a lot of value to a home. You've got to pull at well. the heartstrings. You've yeah. really got to pull at the heartstrings and sell emotion as well. Mm. And kids can sell a house. You know, you really, can, you could do. So are you planting kids in the house? No, no, no. <laughs> well, I don't they, know if mine would sell it. You stage a bedroom mm. and that kid will remember the bedroom. Yeah. Yes. You know? Mom, yes. What about that, you know? And you, st you stage a, you know, a teenager's room and they walk in and go, oh, mum, you know, this room. And if you, if they take away something from that house later on when they're talking about it at the dinner table, mm. they can say, oh, which house was that one that we looked at today? Oh. You know, the one with the pink this or the, you know, the big couch or the, that's what you're selling. Yeah. And you, you so know, you, cubby houses are important. Bedspreads are important. Um, yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Also, tell me when you – because there's some big ticker, ticket items when you're buying furniture. Like, you know, it amazes me how expensive dining suites are and yeah. the couches. Um, gosh, there's a few big ticket items, the bed. What, would you have some good tips when you're weighing up a new couch or a new bed or a new dining yeah, suite? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you, how, how long do you want it to last, you mm. know? You want it, like I said, a forever couch. Mm. Are you wanting just for the kids, just for the parents, family? What's your budget? Mm. Are the dogs or the cats going to be on there as well? You know, Scotch Garden, that's an extra cost. Um, there is a lot of places out there now that sell X-Display sofas, mm. couches, where you don't have to pay, you know, premium now. You mm. can actually get a really good sofa for you know, a small amount of dollars now. So mm. there's a lot of places out there worth looking at, but mm. you've just got to go further afield. Do you? Yeah. yeah. Just, just really have a good look around. Have a good look around. I yeah. mean, it's great down here. We, I mean, we should stay local, but mm. depending on how far your budget goes, mm. there is a few places out there you can buy good couches. Oh, okay. So we'll have to get those tips later. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so so shop around, shop around, shop around. Consider how long it needs to last for. Yep. I mean, do we probably kid ourselves how long things are going to last for? Um, look, it depends. Depends where you shop. Yeah, that's my thing. If you want to dispose of it in six months' time, mm. you do your Kmart, you do your time, yeah. you do your, you know, things like that. Depends on what you buy. Mm. You want it to last, you go further afield, you buy equality. Mm. And it's always what I say, you know, you pay for what you get. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's also it as well as you, you do get what you pay for. The quality makes it last. Yeah. Um, usually the designs are a little bit better as well. Yeah. So they last a bit longer as well. But also, if you've yeah. got a good couch, would you not look at, you know, recovering it too. That's a good point. Mm, so, yeah. you know, if, if your couch is good, mm. it's got a few tears in it, get it recovered. Mm. You know mm. what I mean? But sometimes then it can cost the same as getting a new couch. I know. And that's, that's hard as well. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard weighing that up. Yeah. We do live in a bit of a disposable culture. But if don't it fits we? the room. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You'd be mad not to. Yeah. That's yeah. a very, very good point. So it's some very good tips there. So, when you're looking to um, get the big ticket items, look further afield than you normally would necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, that's a really good point because an extra an hour or two could save you thousands, mm-hmm. really. Yeah, also re- consider recovering things yeah. as well. And, yeah, just, just be a little bit inventive. Absolutely. So. And think yeah. about who will be using it. What purpose will that piece of furniture be yeah. used for? Yeah. yeah. Function comes first. Welcome back. You're here with Joe. I'm joined in the studio by my co-host Tara and our special guest Sarah Jane from Sea Glass Styling. Now before the break we were chatting about choosing furniture that that tells a story mm-hmm. and I absolutely love that and I love that all of the furniture it's not just generic stuff that you've um you know that you sort of picked up from a, a factory line. Yeah. Although nothing wrong with that. I know no. a lot of my stuff, uh, I've got a mix of high mm. street, chain stuff, yeah. secondhand, all that sort of thing. But I do love that your, the furniture you choose does have a story and some character. So what are some tips that you might have for us around sourcing unique items? I always say go with your heart when you're mm. choosing a piece of furniture. If it pulls at the heartstrings, yes. even if even if you don't know where you're going to put it, mm. play with it in the home. 
for example, what piece would you? What piece are you talking about, Joe? Oh, just uh, any sort of unique piece for the home. Mm. I know we've got a we've got a, a chair okay. in in our house that my husband has had for like before, since before I met him. And oh, yeah, no. It doesn't. Yeah, no. It's, it's that. It's that. <laughs> it's that chair. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, he has a real emotional attachment. attachment to it. But we also have another really unique piece of furniture in our home, which is this massive mirror. It's how big would you say that mirror is, Tara? Oh, it's as big as us. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah, it's like a cu- couple of ladies' worth yeah. of mirror. Did you get two removalists to move it? Or? <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? My mum and dad carried yeah. oh, it. Oh, your and, poor mum and dad. Yeah, and hung it up for us. But though, I mean, that mirror just... Yeah. struck me room. it was in okay. a yeah it was in a um it was in a factory seconds yeah a dingy kind of yeah you know big uh what do you call it like fa- factory yeah mm. and i just spotted it and i was like i have to have it i don't know how it's going to fit in with everything else but i need that mirror so i think yeah you're right in yeah. saying go with your heart yeah. yeah so where have you put it in your home in the dining room okay mm. and does it fit there mm. absolutely so beautiful yeah so did you have to play around with it before you put it in there or? No, um, I, because it, it's so big. You there knew. was only one wall that it was fit on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. so I've been putting mirrors in um, homes to mm. reflect, reflect light, to make rooms look bigger. Mm. And, um, and I've been putting them in there instead of putting a TV in there or a cabinet. Wow. So styling. Mm. And it reflects the light and it just detracts from having a bulky cabinet there with yeah. a, and it, it does. And you can make it more of a sitting room there instead of, you know, this is where you've got to watch TV. Mm. I don't put TVs in my homes that I style. Right. Um, so that's another thing. What other pieces? You have like? a TV in your actual house, but don't you? I have you? a TV. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, chair. Okay, your chair. You said you had a chair. Yes. Yeah. Do you like the material, the leather of the chair? Well, it's a fabric brown. Okay. It's a brown fabric. I said that backwards, didn't I? It's a brown brown fabric. fabric. It's super comfy, though. Okay. Yeah. So mm. does that fit in the room or not? It's kind of hidden in a corner. Okay, so but it's my corner that I sit in when I'm trying to hide from the family, but I still need to hear what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. So why don't you reupholster it? Mm, good idea. I need so, the best for you, Joe. Get something great. Mm. Oh, you know, velvet. Okay, I reckon. Yes, <laughs> I. I. This is what I like doing mm. too. I popped into a garage sale on the mm. weekend, and I think mm-hmm. I, did I tip on this with you the other day? No. And just close to home, went past, and when you say different pieces, there mm. was this day bed there, and it was going out for a song. And the guy that had built it was um, an upholsterer. Yes, beautiful. It's so different, and it's got the Baltic timber legs. Oh. Um, I've got hold of a girl that's recovering it. Now, I'm putting a beautiful velvet over it. Lovely. And I'm getting a linen cover made for it too. So I've got two couches there. Wow, clever. And I can just keep whipping the covers off. Winter and summer. Winter and summer. So it's just finding pieces. I don't know where I'm going to put it. I'll be be styling with it, but I want to keep it for my home. Smart. I don't know where I'm going to put it. Like you didn't know where you were going to put yours. Just love it. Just love it. Yeah. Mm. But it's when you see a piece and you know you have to have it. I love that answer. That's how 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 I pick it. I don't know where it's going to go. It'll go somewhere eventually Mm. and I'll fit it in, but I've got to have it. 
So it's just pulling at the heartstrings. Love that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned kids' bedrooms before. Yeah. yeah. I've got two kids. Okay. Uh, one is three. Yeah. And the other one is sixteen. Okay. So, so two very different, different bedroom ages. styles. What yeah. What's your advice for uh, styling bedrooms for kids? For kids. Now and teens. And teens. So teenagers, very simple. Very simple. <laughs> They're very simple anyway. Aren't they? Mm. A boy or girl? Girl. Girl. Ah. Oh. I've only got boys, so okay. I um, it's only when I'm styling for the girls' rooms. Boys, you need a bed, a desk, mm-hmm. and a bin. A bin, <laughs> yes. a bin, definitely a bin in there. Um, no, um, shoe. From what I know, with my boys, you need a shoe rack. Mm-hmm. They have more shoes than you know what to do with. Really? Um, a, mm. I have a coat stand in one of them in one of my boys' rooms. He has a lot of caps, a lot of bags, ah. and it clears up the space. Looks funky in the corner desk and shelves and everything is up off the floor um mm. with girl with a three-year-old boy boy yeah i follow a girl called um little liberty on okay. instagram yeah, i don't I do know too. if you've seen yeah, her yeah little liberty bedroom. she has the best bedrooms oh i shall have yeah, to she'll have her to look out. at her um went to one of her talks one day mm. amazing what she does with um kids rooms oh. so if you're wanting to style yeah, she's amazing for kids' rooms. Yeah. Mm. Well, I, li- I really like those tips, uh, especially love the tip around ke- getting everything up off the floor. So lots yeah. of shelves for yeah. for teenagers or else the carpet can be replaced with a sea of clothes and other yeah. indistinguishable items. And that goes for girls. Yeah, that you goes, can't for, goes girls. for girls yeah, as well. They? No, yeah. you can't vacuum mm. or, or walk in. You have to d- sort of knock on the door and go, can you please clear a path? <laughs> Are you in there? I can't oh, see no. you. Is the window open? <laughs> yeah, is the, win- is, is the window open? Yeah. <laughs> when you've visited uh, homes or even yeah. in your own home, have you seen any big furniture mistakes or what are the biggest furniture mistakes that we can avoid okay. making? Buying pieces that are too big mm-hmm. for a room. Yep. The wrong colour. Yes. Mm. Couches, um, cabinets. And then buying pieces that are too small. Right. So I, if you've got a, a wall that needs filling and you've got this small picture on there and mm. it, the balance of it just mm-hmm. doesn't sit I always think bigger piece of artwork is better than a small piece. Yeah. Mm. So I always go bigger than smaller. Absolutely. Mm. Always find a wall to put it on, but do not buy a small piece of artwork and put it on a big wall. No. You can lose it. Yeah, a- absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I suppose with colours as well. Colours uh, are, yeah. It's good to, like you were saying before, keep it simple. Keep it very simple. Mm. Add colour with your soft furnishings yep. if need be. Try not to add colour to your walls too often. Okay. Mm. They'll date. Mm. So, yes. you know, you can always add colour with your soft furnishings. Yeah. Swap them over. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, like you said, with the covers for the couch, you can. Yeah. it's so easy to then made. update. Yeah, yeah. easy. Yeah. Easy, just keep throwing them on, you know, change them over, change the season, summer, spring, you know, you can have all the colours of the rainbow if you want, but... So yeah. covers are coming back in at the moment, mm. aren't they? It was a, sort of a leather couch world. and yeah. It yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. I've got the nice velvets. Oh, nice. I'm, I'm a big fan of velvet at the moment, and eggplant's going to be huge in winter Ooh, this year. Is it? Yeah. Well, you heard it here first. So eggplant is just beautiful. So Wow. Yeah. So be, be out there. Be out there looking for egg, yeah. eggplant-coloured mm. things. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> eggplant coloured velvet yeah. things. <laughs> Not the Austin Powers eggplant. No, no, no. The more sophisticated, yeah, greyer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the, the yeah. softer, more subtle eggplant. Yeah. Okay, we need yeah. to move on. Our signature question that we ask all yeah. of our guests is, "What does the phrase dream home mean to you?" So, when you hear the words "dream home," what do you think of? What comes to mind? Coastal Hamptons. Oh, yeah. Mm. What's your style? That's my style. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I love that too. It's so sophisticated. It's simple. It's relaxing. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm. And, and easy, like you said, easy to dress up with soft finishings. Yeah. And you can mix and match. You've got your warm timbers. You've got your whites, you know, you can blues, whites, grays, pinks, anything goes. Beautiful. Love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us uh, today. Now, if people would like to find you and follow you and have a look at your beautiful work, where can they do that? They can find me on Instagram. Yes. Seaglass Styling or Facebook page. Beautiful. Perfect. Instagram, Seaglass Styling or Facebook Facebook page. And we've got links to those on our Facebook page, The Dream Home Movement. So you can also find um, how to locate Sarah there, coming up next, Market Watch and our finance segment. Welcome back. Let's get started with our finance segment presented by me, Joe from Violetta Finance. Uh, something a little bit different this week. A few months ago, I spoke to several local mums. So when I say local mums, I'm talking about mums on the, um, based on the Mornington Peninsula and surrounds. Hmm. And I asked them a bit of a, bit of an odd question, a little bit left field. I asked them to imagine that they went in a time machine and I am going somewhere finance related to this, I promise you. I asked them to imagine that they could go in a time machine and they could go back 10 years in time. And then I asked them, what money advice would you give your younger self if you could go back 10 years in time? Mm. And the responses were really smart. I'm not surprised. Mm. I spoke to a group of local mums. They were very insightful and at times quite funny. Mm. Uh, One of the mums I spoke to just said, I would tell myself to stop spending like you're a baller, as in a basketballer, (laughs) a super rich basketball. And I was like, yeah, I I like that advice. I would probably give myself that, um, my younger self that advice. But there was, there was some really good nuggets there. And one in particular uh, was about to start saving earlier. Yeah. And I thought that was really, really good advice. And, you know, that really links to, it does link to dream homes. It does. Because I know that I meet a lot of people that would love to purchase their dream home, but they just quite simply don't have the savings or the savings history. Yeah. And they would have been able to get into property earlier Mm. or get into the property they really wanted Mm. earlier if they had started saving earlier now this isn't Mm. a this segment isn't about wallowing wallowing in regret no it's it's about thinking about the mistakes we've made in the past and how we can learn from them Mm. so um my advice there would be don't wait another 10 years to start saving Mm. just start saving today and the key is to be consistent even small amounts uh, saved regularly can grow very quickly. Mm. There's compounding interest as well. Just calculate a, a realistic amount that you can save and put it away and it will mm. grow very quickly. Now, something else that really stood out to me uh, when I was uh, asking 
the mums this question. There was a very common theme around property mm. and a lot of people wished, uh, a lot of the mums wished that they'd got on the property ladder early. Yes. And, you know, that's it's so true because over the past 10 years, the median house price in Melbourne has more than doubled. Yes, and that's Jo. And that's a fact. Yeah. That's not a, a guess. That's no, a fact. I is. looked at statistics Those for that. Those figures are true. Yes. You know, particularly when we were younger, so before mm. we had kids, we had more disposable income. So yes. it's like, why didn't I buy that house in yep. in uh, in Mount Eliza 10 mm. years ago? I would have made so much money on it. Or, you know, mm. in Seaford where, where I live, how price houses have just shot up. Yes. So again, this isn't about um, wallowing in regret. Mm. It's about, okay, what can we do now? So if you're already a homeowner, yes. congratulations. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's time to consider entering the property investment um, yeah, market. That's a very good idea. Yeah, because yeah. if you, the time's never going to be perfect. Yeah. And if you wait another 10 years, mm. you'll be looking back like, oh, gee, mm. I could have, I could have purchased that property and it would have been realistic. Uh, so, you know, have a chat with your financial planner, your accountant, your mortgage broker and, and take that first step in making a plan towards mm. getting an investment property. Now, if you're not yet a homeowner, my tips for you are to research suburbs you would like to buy in. Mm-hmm. And research involves getting that historical data on house prices. Mm. But I also like to just go and hang out in the suburb and get a really yeah. good feel for it, speak to some of the locals, all yeah. of that sort of stuff. Calculate your borrowing power. Mm. So you can use an online calculator that'll give you a bit of a, a bit of a, um, a ballpark idea of how much you might be able to borrow. We've got one on our website mm. if you need to find one. Um, and then if you need a more specific number, then you would go to a mortgage broker, mm. create a budget, factoring in your potential mortgage repayments. Mm. To, so to make sure that those repayments would be manageable. And then use that maximum borrowing power and your potential mortgage repayments to help you set a home loan deposit saving go- savings goal. Hmm. So just learn from the past yeah. and take action backwards today. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Set, set the goalpost, backwards engineer and figure out how you can make that happen. I think it was kind of interesting. We were talking to Miss Morning Penny two weeks ago now and Mm. she brought up a really good point of also as you were saying like actually visiting an area just because it might have a name or a stigma or a certain reputation Mm. don't take that at face value actually go there and really objectively look at it because you know places take forever to change their name or their their reputation but things happen things change very every single day so even Frankston not so long ago was considered a really sort of rough and raw place to live and it's it's beautiful place it's to live gorgeous. now. It's gorgeous. I love it? Frankston. Yeah. Same with Seaford. Seaford Absolutely. had a bit of a reputation yeah. but I love living there. Yeah. It's beautiful. And when you went to buy in Seaford, mm. you, you had to put that, that pre, preconceived conception aside and actually yes. really weigh it up. Yeah. I can afford it. Um, it's got what I need. Yep. It's local to things that I like. And it feels good. And it feels good to yep. me. Um, and you can dry your clothes over the central heating. So perfect. what is not to like? 
<laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, look at it objectively, not just what people tell you. Yeah, mm. Mm. absolutely. Hmm. Now um, that leads in nicely to our market watch. It certainly does. Uh, Tara, you're presenting our market watch. Tara from Building Dreams, Mornington <laughs> Peninsula. Absolutely. Um, but I, I, I really wanted. I asked you to do a market watch topic that I was really interested yes. in because I saw an article hit my email inbox this yeah. week because uh, I subscribed. Yeah, mm. it, it's quite interesting. I subscribe to a lot of mortgage newsletters because I'm just that sort of person. I'm really cool like that. <laughs> I just love reading and talking about mortgages That's all the want. time. Yes. And this article, I just really wanted to get your opinion on it because mm. it said that more and more people that are flipping houses yes. are actually losing money. money. Yeah. What are your thoughts on so that? I, th- I think with that article they were talking, they were getting the data from CoreLogic, which yes. is a really great place. It's, it's a good place to, t- to trust the data because, mm. um, yeah, it's probably some of the best data we've got to go by. Now, look. It's quite true that when people are flipping houses, it doesn't necessarily um, add up. And quite often, because there are fees involved, okay? So it's not just the renovation costs. It's not just the cost of the purchase mm. plus the renovation and what you sell it for. There, For instance, one of the biggest, most, um, the biggest expenses is stamp duty. So let's say you're buying a flip house and it's seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yes. Well, in Victoria, the um, stamp duty is on that purchase is forty two thousand dollars. Okay, so mm. you've got to make that back as well. So it, the the project owes you seven fifty. It then owes you forty two. Yep. So it's up to um, seven ninety two. Then um, you've also got to factor in the renovation costs. Even the smartest construction person, I think Sarah would probably agree with this, it, it blows out sometimes. It does. Contingency yeah. sometimes even blows out as well. So yeah, contingency blows yeah. out. How much do you allow for contingency, Sarah? Oh, oh well, depends on the size, depends doesn't on it? The size yeah. Depends on the build. Yeah. You can't put a figure on it. Yeah. I can't. My husband does all that. Okay. So, yeah. Um, it depends on the complexity as exactly. well. Exactly. So yeah, I think you just got to be very smart. Yeah. Very smart in the way that you buy your materials, the way you pick your trades, mm. and um, and the area that you're buying. Yeah, absolutely. So you've got to so so the seven fifty project then owes you we're up to seven seven ninety two plus. Mm-hmm. The renovation, let's just pick a figure. Let's say it's a $150,000 renovation. Yes. So that's a... Okay. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have done this live <laughs> without a pen. <laughs> All right. So, okay, let's say it's a $100,000 renovation. But yeah, just yeah. 792 892 It owes you $892. Then yeah. on top of that, agent fees. They're lovely people, but mm. they don't sell things for free. No. <laughs> so, so eight ninety two agent fees on that. You're looking at about twenty five or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So eight ninety two. So yeah, it, it then it, you have to get more than nine hundred back for that project. And have you factored all those things in? Mm. Um, and you've also got to consider the fact that you've probably had a loan. Yes. Over that period of time, and that loan's been occurring interest that yes. you've had to pay. I'm a, we are in a low interest environment right now, so we're a little bit lucky. But um, things can change, and um, you know, you might have 
stretched yourself and taken on a bigger loan to make this happen. So the interest is a true fee and that you're having to wear that. And also you've got to look at uh, the capital gain of the project with any luck it's gone up. But do, do you take the flip on or do you just buy something that's already done and enjoy the capital gains on that mm. as well? So you've got to weigh it all up um, and compare apples for apples because once you consider those um, those sort of hidden factors, yep. you might have just gotten the same result of buying something nice in a nice area and being able to sit and watch TV exactly. on your weekends. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> exactly. The numbers, than- the numbers don't lie. Crunch mm. those numbers, crunch them again and crunch them again and crunch them again and look at the worst case, look at the best case, be pessimistic. Okay, it's and, nice, and nice sure to get a happy surprise. for all the stress that comes with it. Yeah, there, yeah. The, the stress comes at a cost. Yeah. It really does. It, it comes at cost. So, yeah. Um, yeah, does it does it really weigh up? Does, is it going to be worth it? Uh, well, that that brings us to the the yeah. end of the show. Gee, doesn't time fly when you're when That's you're having fun. fun, Sarah Jane? Thank you so much thank for you. joining us, Tara. Always a pleasure. Same joke. Lovely being with you. And thank you to you so much for tuning in. We we really, really appreciate it. Just to let you know that um, CoreLogic report that we were talking about, I'll pop a link to that on our Facebook page if you're interested. That was the one about mm. um, house flipping. Also, if you want to learn more about the interview that I did with the group of local mums around uh, money advice, I'd give them their younger selves. I'll pop a copy of the article that I published on that um, on our Facebook page. The article was published in a back issue of Peninsula Kids, so we'll give you a link to that as well. Looking forward to chatting you chatting with you again next week. We'd love to hear about how your dream home projects are going, so please reach out to us on the Facebook page, Dream the Dream Home Movement. Sorry, it's just Dream Home Movement on Facebook. You can also join in the conversation. Um, in Tara's group, Morning to Mums Building Dreams. That's on Facebook. Next week, we're joined by Christy from Sea Change Holiday Rentals, and she's going to chat with us about how we can uh, potentially make some money from our dream homes mm. during the summer period because for those of us who live on the peninsula, uh, it's a holiday hotspot, so there's a lot of money mm. to be potentially made. So she'll give us some really hot tips there. Uh, until then, enjoy your week. All the best with your dream home projects. See you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us on the Dream Home Movement. Wishing you all the best in your projects this week. We would love to chat and hear what you're up to, so please say hi on Facebook and Instagram. We look forward to hanging out with you next week. Catch you soon.